Hey everyone, it's Michael. Before we begin, want to remind you all to join the new Union Sports Goalkeeping Community, a social media network that reimagines how we engage, educate, and entertain one another. To download free, go to www.theunionsports.com or the Union Community on Apple or Google Play stores. Thanks for making the Union possible, and on with the show. Welcome to Inside the 18. I'm Michael Majid, live from a very, very early morning, Hollywood, California. With me momentarily will be 99 World Cup winner, Saskia Weber. But in the meantime, we're just going to have to make do with the one and only Nathan Thackeray from NC Courage. Uh, Nathan, there are very, very few people that will get me up before 8.30 a.m. And you're one of them. (laughs) I appreciate that. That's um, listen. It's unfortunately I've got a packed schedule, so if if you've got to sacrifice a little bit, then that's okay with me. Hey, man. You know, we were just talking earlier, just in regards to sacrifice and me sacrificing myself uh, to the to football gods out here in Southern California, because uh, apparently there's a shortage of uh, five foot eight, one hundred and fifty five pound goalkeepers out there. So they need to need to have me keep playing around out there, and I'm just getting all bruised up. Maybe if I learned how to properly move my feet, I wouldn't be all banged up like this, Nathan. Mate, that, that, is, that could be a reason. Let me ask you, is it indoor or is it outdoor? Outdoor. You play outdoor, okay. All yeah, right. yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, indoor's brutal, man. Indoor's brutal. Yeah, I've had, yeah. oh, man, that's why well, my it, nose it, looks five like foot, this. Five foot eight goalkeeper in, in indoor, is that's okay. In outdoor, <laughs> when it's tough to touch the crossbar, I imagine, right? Hey, you know what? You, you, that's why. You, that's why you do all those uh, Nathan Thackeray plyo movements. That's why you got those, yeah, yeah, the yeah. hurdles and all that stuff, so you can get up there and, sure. and touch that crossbar. Now, obviously, Nathan, you know, um, before we kind of get into today's topic, which is going to be lateral movement, pushing off, single leg activation, double leg activation, a um, little bit of a un, un, unlucky result for you, you all over at NC Courage, but still a pretty mm-hmm. successful season in regards to your goalkeepers. Yeah, um, to be honest, uh, up and down season. We had a really, really positive start with uh, the Challenge Cup, and um, and we, you know, really, I mean, we've had sixteen new players come through the door this year. So to ha- to to do well in the Challenge Cup early in the season and win that um, uh, was was a real positive for us. And then we struggled at the we had a little COVID outbreak where we had like nine people out with COVID for a couple of weeks, and it just set us back, and we lost our rhythm, and the wheels came off, and. Um, you know, we, we were trying to play a brand of soccer that was, you know, it was it wasn't helping us. We were too wide open. We would score loads of goals, but then we were conceding goals on the other end, um, and our defensive structure just wasn't it wasn't where it needed to be, and, and conceding just far too many goals. I mean, at one point, I think in in like four or five games, we conceded like fifteen goals, maybe even more than that. It was it was ridiculous. So we changed the defensive structure a little bit and and, and adapted, uh, and it really fixed it. Uh, for us and, and we got better results more clean sheets I had a really strong sort of second half to the season but unfortunately the 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 first half of the season let us down and we just we, we just came up too short I think we lost out um, by one point outside of playoffs which you know halfway through the season we were in last place so to, to just miss out on the playoffs is, a, is a somewhat of a positive but I also I don't want to sit here and celebrate seventh place finish either so um, yeah so up and down season, some positives, 
Well, I, I, I mean, I, obviously, you know, in, in regards to like the history of the, of the the club and everything like that, like you know, it's such a successful club historically, mm-hmm. uh, that you know, for some clubs, seventh place sounds awesome, and other cl- yeah. other clubs, you know, you you guys ex- expect a lot out of yourselves. Um, but I will say this: I will say the fact that you were in the playoff hunt until the very end of the season, massive testament to the resilience of all the players there. You know, to be able to pull yeah, through everything. Sure. Plus, you didn't even bring up the fact of of, of international duty. You know, you had players leave for international duty, and yeah, that's... yeah, yeah. We we had a lot of players gone um, for for an extended period, and some big time players as well. Uh, hey, Saskia, uh, but you can't use that as an excuse. We've got a roster that's that's able to compete uh, with most teams in the league, and you know, um, like you said, from from being really successful to to just missing out, uh, it, it's hard to take. But you know, we've had a lot. We had a lot of change in the, in the off season from coaching staff to to players and. And it took us a little while to get going, but I think there's, we've taken in our reflections after after the season, we've taken a lot of positives from it, and I think there's there's a lot of good to come, and we should hit the ground running hopefully next season. So uh, just got by an hour time with a, it's like a four month off season, so I'm just like you know, I'm already twiddled. We got back, I got back to training this this morning with Casey and, and Caitlin Rowland. Um, and we trained this morning. So I told her I was on this, and she's like, "What? You're on it again?" She's like, "Are you the only one that gets on this show?" I was like, uh, "You must be desperate. You must be desperate." <laughs> Casey. Hey, oh, tell Casey. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> okay, Casey. I think she was. I think she was giving me stick more than she was giving you guys stick. Yeah, yeah. Tell Casey. Like, is there not, is there not anyone better that they can get on? <laughs> But by the way, by the way, Nathan, it it's so obvious that this is a morning show. This feels like at convention. Suski's got her coffee. I'm like, I'm waking up. I've got like an energy drink with me. I'm outside. Like it's, you're outside. <laughs> oh, that's right. Suski is it now? Suski's got her valley life going on now. I am. I'm a valley girl. <laughs> Woodland Hills. Here I am. Oh my god! Out on the out on the porch. How's that? How's that move going so far? Just a it's bunch of boxes. Going. It's still going. <laughs> Uh, I, the workers are inside the painters and stuff. So I'm out, I'm out here. <laughs> now, some people out there might not know this, but Nathan Thackeray and Hi, the Nathan. entire Thackeray <laughs> clan, uh, do a lot when it comes to, uh, boxes in October because they do a ridiculous Halloween setup. So before we kind of get Stop into it. this topic, Nathan, you got to talk a little bit about that and where people can see I gotta, all of I it. this. I gotta yeah, have we are, Shannon here, but she's already planning Christmas stuff. <laughs> oh, yeah, no, Christmas stuff's too early for me. I'm I'm late. I'm last minute at Christmas. Um, yeah, my, uh, Halloween's pretty big in our family. But me and my wife, we met on Halloween. My grandfather's birthday is Halloween. Uh, my son was born on Halloween. So ever since my son came along, we we've just gone big every year. And and obviously you. you the more the bigger we go one year we go next year we have to add and add and add so yeah we go yeah we go pretty heavy for halloween so it's uh i mean we did a i turned my garage into a like like a, a scare room last oh, year oh nice and, a haunted house and i was yeah like a haunted house and i was inside obviously it was one of the scarers uh, and my friend said to my friend i was like i'm sweating in here i need a drink like get me a drink he's like you can't come out and I was, I was like, why not? He's like, and he, he, he put his head in and he said, if I told you there was 200 people lined up down the road, you wouldn't believe me. And I stuck my head out and had a look and there was just a line of people going down the street. That's and I was like, awesome. I'm never going to get out of here. Like, what what, what am I going to do? So, yeah, it was, it was good. And I think I think now we're sort of known as the the, the house in the neighborhood that's um, 
the haunted heavy house. on Halloween. So yeah, oh, so I have a question. Wait, I have a question. Do you do those things where, like, the light things, or is that more Christmas, right? So is it just? I like the haunted house thing. So now I'm sitting here, my mind's like reeling right now, going, "What can we do?" Like, <laughs> like yeah, we, we have, we have. Um, I have friends that come and they dress up and they help with oh. scaring and stuff like that. And, so you know, yeah, it, it is. And stuff like I gotta see video. You, Nathan, you could be charging a hundred dollars a session Why? in there. <laughs> I mean, I'm, I'm not going to lie, Nathan. Like, I mean, take like, away all the fun out of it and like turn it into, <laughs> you know, an economic thing. I've been taking this business course. I've been taking this business course. All I'm thinking is monetization of opportunity. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Retire from coaching just so I can work one day a year. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Amazing. Well, no, those Amazing. Halloween haunts and stuff at the theme parks and everything. It's yeah. I can't yours go. is just as good. Yours is just as yeah. good. I've go. seen the pictures. It's unreal. It's no, unreal. you have to understand. Like I'm, it's like it traumatizes me. Like I absolutely can't go. I don't watch scary movies, and I went to um, not scary farm, and I'm still I still have PTSD from it. <laughs> I swear. I swear. I had one of those people chasing. I had one are, of those people chasing me. <laughs> but the more scared you are, the more they come at you. Right? Oh yeah. yeah. So then I was just getting stalked the whole time I was there. It was horrible. Pray <laughs> on the week. Th there's only two times, Nathan, that I've ever heard Suskia gets you scared. Once is right now talking about uh, Not Scary Farm. And the Forget other it. one is doing demos at convention back when they used to use the old AstroTurf. And she on would have to do power dives. On top of the cement. Absolutely. No. Yes, yeah, absolutely. I, I talk about PTSD when Mike was like, let's go to convention last year. I was like, I don't go to convention. I was like, I, 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 can't, I, can't, I get like the shakes in me going to convention. Oh my God. I, I used to like, have, like, be in rehab for like two weeks after convention back then. <laughs> oh my gosh well guys let, let, let's get into today's topic and nathan because i know i know you're running low on time right here guys today's topic uh this is a really cool topic this is about single leg and double leg activation um i know a lot of parents sometimes listen to this show you know with their with their young goalkeepers and everything like that nathan so maybe for for them out there who don't understand what we mean by activations what do we mean by activations yeah i think i think for, first of all i think the word activation can there's a lack of clarity sometimes with with how it's used um it's not like necessarily like a band work activation where you're firing muscles to get ready for training it's more of like a, a the footwork or the use of the feet to prepare yourself for for a save um you know, and there's multiple different ways to do it. Obviously, you can do it off of two feet. You can do it off of one. You can do it removing, removing one foot from it uh, to to try and make a save. So it's it's an area that you like a, pre a preparatory area where you try and create space for for your body to save, where you're trying to increase power, where you're trying to increase balance. Uh, yeah, uh, activation can be seen as like when when I spoke to the goalkeeper this morning, they asked me what the, what we were doing this on, and I said that, and they were like, "Wait, you're going to talk about activation of of uh, like." Just getting activated before training i was like no it's it's all in relation to a saving action so um yeah i think that's important to to clarify first but yeah it's basically how we use the feet to to try and uh, increase our ability to save or perform a certain action within the game no just anything you want to add no you know it makes me think like i want to like when i watch a a lot of young players, you know, the footwork is so key here. And I agree, the activation, it's about the, the lead up, preparing yourself to make the save and the footwork. And we see, a lot, you ever see a lot of kids, they get that turn in their body, the little Superman dive and everything. And when you watch their activation leading into the save, it's because 
their footwork is wrong and they're pushing off their back foot. So it's turning their body, right? So if you push your back foot, it automatically turns your body this way. Um, and so like when, when I think when people listening hear activation, they think, oh, just go, you know, activating, boom. And that's not what it is. It is the footwork. And I, to I totally agree with you. It's the steps, the dance leading into making that save. You know, and, and I think, Nathan, you know, one of the things about that, and Susky, I love, I love the way you said that in regards to the dance to make the save, because it really is. It. Mm -hmm. It's that it's that rhythm. And we'll see it later on when we're watching some of the session work and some of the, the game actions as well, too, Nathan. But, you know, what Suskia brought up in regards to like that turn, I think so many young players out there are, are single leg dominant. They're dominant on one leg. And even when they are making an action on another side, they're still compensating with their strong leg. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, think, I think you're right. Um, and, it, and it it does, it can influence both ways. It can influence your, your shoulder to overturn and now your body's facing the ground, or it can influence for you to lean back and now your yeah. shoulder's opened up uh, and you lose power both ways in that regard. Um, and, and also there's a big, a big thing, and for me it's a goalkeeping myth, and, and I've spoke about it for, for years and worked with other coaches that were that thought the same way as I did. Um, and, and it was the, the, the old-fashioned power step, as they, used to, as they used to refer to it as. And I think sometimes everyone thinks, oh, power step, I've got to go big, and now the foot is outside the body line. And the hands and the foot or the leg are occupying the exact same space, and it's now hard to save lower and it's so your trajectory is up and down, which is taking longer rather than a tighter bit of footwork where you can really now break through the knees and push hard. Um, and, and on the clips for training, that, that, that was the exact purpose was, all right, how do we control the upper body to make sure that the feet are prepared so that we can either break and push without any movement or mm -hmm. we can increase our lateral movement to then still be in balance and still be able to have the same impact in the dive. Uh, and I think sometimes, and, and there's some good and some bad in the clips that I've, that I've shared with you, Michael, and, and sometimes it's this, once that step goes too wide and the width in our feet get big, it's very, very difficult to adjust our body to then save. So um, I think it's no, important. We'll show it. And Nathan, no. I agree with you, that old-fashioned power step, like I, I, I equate that to like soccer plus camp like you know what i mean it was like how do we show kids and it's like a step and a dive but number one it's too wide it takes it, when do you actually do that in a game yeah. like it's micro movements and the small steps to cover space to make an effective dive it's not standing still taking a huge step outside of your gate and diving that first of yeah. all that takes this is from moving, by the way. First of all, that it takes. So, so you guys, you matching bruises. I have a, I have a giant bruise. I have a giant bruise on my arm too. I have two from. I was oh, holding you... something really heavy. Oh I just my gosh! I'm not like yeah. <laughs> self harming. Mine's so, from hitting the post. So. So uh, so no, and I agree with you. That old that 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 concept of the power step to fly. That's that's not where it is. It's not where you get that energy from. You're yeah. too wide to make a, a to make an explosive movement. Yeah, yeah. Let's uh, so let's 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 pop up this right here because I want to I want to kind of show these pictures so that we see what what Nathan's talking about here. First off, um, why don't you Nathan talk about the setup you've got here for the session design and what what phase is this right here? Um, th this is this is basically this is just a technical activation uh, and going into a session topic that is really focused on a diving action, a low diving action, to be honest, more than anything else. A um, little bit of plyometric and speed work to start, so we should see a power to speed and, and it be quick. Um, and I'm trying to get them that they're 
that they don't take if you look at the if you look at them they shouldn't be taking two steps outside of the little ladder it should just be one step and that's their plant and they can push uh, mm-hmm. and then obviously just increasing the the speed of the action adding a second save another increased movement should be tight 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 uh, to get around the mannequin so that their footwork can't be big around the mannequin it keeps them tight keeps them moving um and they still have to have foot in the ground and being able to push. So this is very early in the training session. We, w- we would have done something before it, maybe a little bit of handling, uh, just a little bit of movement, and we've increased a little bit here. But, um, yeah, if you look at it, they go step, step, feet in place, feet in balance the whole time. Um, and if you look at this, if you go back, I don't know if you can slow it down, Michael, or not. Yeah, I can. I watch it in slow motion. But um, if you look at the, the the last one for the young girl that's in here, uh, Emily is in there. So I, ref, I refer to her as Emily or Eddie, one of her. If you watch hers, not not this one, that's Caitlin. Okay, so the, okay, the one on the other side. And you this see one. her left. Yeah, yeah. So you keep play it through. And if you can slow it down a little bit, that'd be great. On um, this one, you watch her left foot and it pushes out. I think is this is the one. Keep going. Can right. you can, okay. play slow? Her left foot pushes out and it now twists her, her body back. So because she steps into a pocket of space, we don't want goalkeepers to step forwards or step backwards. We want them to step and move laterally only, really. Um, once once you go behind, like if you drew a line from, from your left heel to your right toe, that should be the most you really push uh, or open your, open your gate anyway. Um, so in this, she pushes too hard with her left foot, which now rotates her hands back. And now she's saving with her hands on top of her own chest rather than still being in the same uh, lateral step and hands now can occupy space in front. So if you, watch her, if you watch her left foot once it plays through on the second save, you can see where it causes her a problem. Left foot steps out, shoulders turn, hands backwards. And now look at her finished shape. So yeah, and this good is kind and, of, and bad. This is kind of what I was talking about, that... The cro- she took the crossover step, step forward with the left, and now she's rotating. And like you said, her hand, she's catching backwards and her hands are backwards. So if you see she comes around the mannequin, there's a crossover, boom. And now that's where her power is coming from, and it's twisting her body. And like you said, she stepped forward. And yeah. she's not – yeah, and catching backwards. Yeah. I think there's, I think there's, this is one of those things too, Nathan, is that a lot of times, and we talk about the Siski all the time in regards to like when we're teaching type footwork, uh, footwork movements, you know, and movement patterns and everything like that to younger goalkeepers, what we need to really, really stress to them is just, just because you're doing one movement doesn't mean that another movement isn't important too. Because a lot of times when, the, when a, a young goalkeeper's taught the crossover step, they start dropping their shoulder and the coach doesn't correct them in that. So then they just start getting in the habit of whenever they need to move across quickly and do a crossover step, that they're dropping that power shoulder, as yeah, opposed I mean, to understanding they still need to stay forward. Yeah, I mean, I don't have a problem with crossing over to cover to cover ground quickly, but that final action needs to balance you, right? So if your crossover step pulls you off out of out of sync, out of position, body position, then the last movement should be a short to reposition yourself and re balance yourself so whether it's a crossover into a short shuffle or into a set but if you're saving with a crossover i mean look save the ball keep it out of the net i mean if we're going to get really like you know but but if we're going to get really technical you want to be able to do the crossover into a square and be able to attack the ball still that's i I mean I mean, that's why a lot, a lot of, you know, before we move on to this real quickly, Nathan, that's why I've seen a lot of people when it comes to younger goalkeepers, 
they just teach them just to shuffle laterally first before they <laughs> introduce any other type of footwork movement because they want them just to get comfortable with keeping their shape, keeping their shape, keeping their shape. Do you agree with that at the foundational age? Um, yeah, I guess, but I, but I can understand why because of the technical proficiency. Um, you know, and I think, uh, honestly, I think, I think that the footwork is, is so technical. Um, mm -hmm. Some people can confuse it for a physical, a, a physical piece of the goalkeeper position. Uh, for me, it's not physical. It's technical because different types of save, uh, different types of movement need different types of footwork. So, um, yeah, I, I have no problem at, at the youth, uh, at the youth level or the foundation phase where you're, you know, you don't, you don't have to hammer it home too much because you yeah. need some natural ability in there to help as well. But, um, and we don't do this like everyday type stuff, but there is moments where we, where it needs to be done. And, and if you look at now, this is a, we're just integrating the goal here to try to try and get them comfortable in the goal before the next progression and again it's this it's, it's very similar to what we've just taken we've just pulled back some stuff uh, and said right you still only allowed little lateral movement and your feet should be working within this tight space I don't want anything bigger than that so that you're you can be really heavy with your push and a big influence on foot in the ground for everything so mm -hmm. you know um, but again it, foot in the ground doesn't mean that it has to it has to be low it can be high um and, and there's moments within games or training where you don't have your feet in the ground. But in this scenario, I want the interior foot, so the one that's closest to the ball, um, has to be in the ground so you can increase the, the push. And this, this, the first save should be basically off two. Uh, so you're off two feet working, so your back foot should still be in the ground so you can help to push. And the second save should be off of one where they're really extended. So if you look at Caitlin in that one there, the first one, as she hits and lands, it's a tight little change. So it can push with both feet in, in the ground. And then the second one is is a little bit quicker action where she's having to really increase speed um, and then power off of one because of because of momentum taking her through the save. Hey, Mike, so, to take, and to take you back to that question about the kids, I think that, yeah, I think technically, but kid, like you always know, kids are so literal. And so how many times have you ended up with young players and they're shuffling for, for, for eight yards? And you're yeah. like, oh, my God. And like Nathan said, there's a certain amount of just like natural athleticism. Just get to the space, mm -hmm. you know, like, you know, get there as an athlete and gather yourself is what you know what I mean? But you see those kids. And yes, you want to teach those technical sides. And I agree with him. It's it's a technical thing, footwork it's, and everything. But don't take it so literally. You know, you got the kid and he's like shuffling over here and shuffling over there. So just to go back to that question. Um, I want to I want to pull something up real quickly right here. Actually, I'm going to tick this off here so everybody can kind of see. Nathan, I have a question in regards to the giant hurdle because this this is this is something that I see from a lot of younger coaches out there is they they put out these really massive hurdles and these young, especially the foundational ages, these kids can't can't bound over these things. Yeah, yeah, they don't they they don't need to if you if you're in a stage of development where you're not you don't have the um, physical capacity to do it, or you don't have you don't have strength or muscle. Uh, your muscles aren't maturated to where you can really push over it. There's no real need for it. You can maybe do a smaller one. This is I do this for two reasons. One, it's a, one, it's a power day for us, so we have to increase some plyometric power. So I want them, boom, like quick action hit. And the second one is that when they hit, they have to be in full control of their body, right? So if you think of a of like a jump set. And a lot of goalkeepers do it. So if you're going to a jump set, a jump set, and you land, you've got to be able to shift again. So this is what that's for. 
Um, so you hit, you've got to be fully engaged with the ground and be able to, to be in full control of even your upper body, not just your feet. So as they hit, they live action straight away. Um, but yeah, it's more, more based off the fact that it's a, it was a power day for us. And we had to, I think it might be, a, it might be a match day minus two or minus three. I can't remember. I've got it written somewhere, but um, yeah, probably a match day minus three, to be honest. So increased power. Um, but I, I, I like a, I like a power to speed little quick change i think it's i think it's crucial so um if you have to you have to increase speed across the goals so it's a good way to do it but it's basically just a plyometric day i also love it because this this is one of those things too suskia in regards to like a lot of young goalkeepers and even older goalkeepers don't understand how important the the land is especially when we're talking about like a high ball work and 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 the actual when you're going up and then landing Again, those sorts of things. So, like, a lot of injuries seem to happen on impact back with the ground because goalkeepers are out of control when they're moving, then they land, and then then they're all twisted and all that sort of thing, if that makes any sense. Yeah, I think that when we're talking about the hurdle, I think it's it's that activation. It's not starting from a stagnant position. You want to be moving. So whatever situation, if you go into game situation, I mean, you're not jumping over a hurdle. (laughs) <laughs> right but you are you are in constant you are movement and in, in and in different motions and if you're coming for a ball and you have to change direction you know and so this this like puts that into your body in this drill like it's like boom i gotta move you can't just like boom stuck in cement or you mm-hmm. can't like even if the it wasn't there you can't just be stuck in cement and then try to move so you want to have that that action in your body um as far as i didn't really understand the falling on the ground question well it is also it is also 10 25 in the morning and for me that's like i've been up for an i've been up for an hour i was like i don't understand what he's talking about like nathan i I don't know if you've ever done a convention nathan went with like the first like session in the morning type of thing Mm -hmm. like that that's always that's That's always mike yeah i think i think i've been i think i've been the first session in the morning once or twice to be honest when i've presented Oh my gosh! Yeah. Well, every- so I, 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 in fact, I was the f- I was I think I was like one of the first ones on the first day uh, a couple of years back before before COVID came along. So people um, hadn't. So I got up. I got everybody when they were pretty fresh. You know, oh, usually right. day, if you if you're doing a morning one on a day two, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no one's morning front. What about the uh, the morning one on day on day four? How about that? One? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I think I, like, I think I did that a, on my, my first day year presenting. There is exactly. a day I'm kidding. Robert, he said Wednesday, exactly. Thursday, Friday. Oh, okay. Um, all right, let's let's move on. So here's the next progression. So what we got going on here, Nathan? Um, so I've just I've just adjusted um, the, the both the hurdle and the speed. So remember that we've 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 gone through a little bit of activation. We've gone through an integration of the goal, uh, and now we're just organizing a second phase for them. So now it's natural. So they they're now producing the save, but in a control still in a controlled setting. And then they, they have to reset for a, a live action, which is sort of unannounced. There's a, there's a potential deflection, uh, unsighted with the mannequins. It's a moving ball. So we've gone a little bit announced off the first one and then unannounced on the second one just to cry, try and create more of a game picture and then just getting in good habits of saving and resetting, which is important for us in this moment. Is that a deflector on the ground? Yeah. Is that what that is? yeah. Okay. So there's one, there's one on both sides, yeah. Okay. Man, I would I would love to have be able to have a setup like this. This is you can't do this at the local park. I'll tell you that they, they <laughs> frown upon they frown upon that when uh when you're when you're trying to do this. Um, 
quick question in regards to one of the cool things I see with the activation as well, too, is that we're speaking about the lateral activation, but there's also the, the forward and the negative back activation as well, too. Right, Nathan? Yeah. In regards to being able to come forward, attack that ball, and then drop back when the ball, when you need a little yeah. bit more depth. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Okay. But this was all focused, big focus on the lateral movement and had okay. to have power to push. So um, looking through sessions, when you when you said you wanted to do this topic, I was like, okay, then uh, let me look and see. I think I've got a very specific session for it. So if you go back and look at look at Mo's here, the, the, this, is a, this is a good example. Um, this is Marissa, this one here. On the second save, which she should still have foot in the ground, watch her right knee, and her right knee pushes over her toes. And see how she has to dip down? Look at that now. Mm. So her, her knee is pushing forward, which takes her body down, but reduces power. So now she's only really pushing from her back foot, which is not good, especially when it's high. She needs to keep that knee behind behind her toe so that she can really progressively push higher. Um, it's I, difficult I, to see from this angle, to be honest, but um, when you slow it down, you, you can definitely see that she's, she's like buckles forward and now she's just reduced power significantly so um this was a big uh, a big area that she needs to improve upon she, she likes to push her knees forward a little bit and uh, i don't know if it's because she's six foot one that she's trying to make herself smaller but um it's certainly an area she needs to work on but she just loses power so her knees now close to the ground but the ball's rising uh, and if you look at the distance between her hand and the ball and it's it's close range don't get me wrong but this is still a save she should make um, go back again, run it again, Mike. Yeah. Sure. I think on that save, do you think, Nathan, that um, her she double setted too wide as well to lose power? So yes, she, she splits. Yeah, look, oh, look there, right there, yeah. Mm -hmm. And that's why her knee buckles inside, uh, yeah. buckles inside and she can't get back out. So now, for me, she's stuck in the mud. She can't get out. Yeah, exactly. This is yeah. why, this is why the, the, her, her landing, her jump set's gone too wide. So when she lands in the plyometric stuff, she's got to be in shape. And then her lateral movement is easy. Here, the, like if you think about the heaviest part of our body, this is why footwork is so technical for me. Is if you think about the heaviest part of your body, it's the cranium and then and then and then the the upper the upper the upper chest and shoulders. So if we shift that and we put that right in the middle and we push our legs out wide, we're using all our power just to get our body back into line. We have to keep our feet in a position where our we can let that body lean over to push. Once you get the legs outside of that and it's and, and all that weight is coming straight through the vertical middle of your body, you're in real trouble. It's, and that example there, Saskia, like you, like you just uh, highlighted, is that's that to a T. Once you get in that position, you're stuck. You ain't, you ain't moving. Yeah, you so I think a, just a little bit of a tighter shape and that allows you to go laterally, then you can really push. Uh, that's it. That's very important. I, I honestly never thought about that before. You guys just made my head explode in regards to the fact of like, how heavy the head is and then because <laughs> no, I never thought about that before. Like the, well, the heavier parts of your body, <laughs> but I never thought about that before. Like the heavier parts of your body need to be forward. Otherwise your weight is going to be, it's, 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 it's going to be disproportionate. It's going to be all over the place. Yeah. Now it makes a lot of sense to me. Now why <laughs> now head forward makes a lot more sense to me. Don't it's only it taken me forward, all these Mike, years. Mike, fall forward. <laughs> I don't want you yeah, falling gonna, over. My head look. Yeah, like all the way out here. Um, is this just a different angle, Nathan, or is there another adjustment? Here? Yeah, it's, it's it's this is just the other angle um, from the other side, just to okay. see it in a different. It's a different camera angle for, for for myself as well, so I can see it. Um, 
just a real importance on the push. And you can and you can see it quite often if the goalkeeper if a goalkeeper's pushing. So you see those two there, and you look at the difference. And uh, if you go back to the one before it, Michael, you look at the difference in the first one, which is really controlled, right? It's a controlled set. She's able to put her feet in the ground. She's able to push hard. Then the service on the second one, granted, it's a different type of service with a different angle. Um, there's no there's no footwork at all. I think it's this one. You'll see it. So that's a great push. She hits the ground and moves. That tells you it's a good push. If you watch here, her feet are set. And from that position, her feet don't move again. Right? So now she's having to cover two-thirds of the goal with no movement. But we've just worked on the lateral adjustment to save anyway. Um, obviously, one's, one's controlled and announced, and the other one's unannounced. So it, it, the, there's a big difference between the two, and that's important that people know that. Um, but in this, I'm hoping that she replicates what we've just seen in the save before into this one. I like otherwise you, she's not getting there. Yeah, I like how you put that in. You can tell with your body how you end up. Like, you know, did you get the the force, the strength, and the push behind it? You know, mm -hmm. like, and I, I always felt like for myself, like I knew when I got everything balanced and my strength and push, because I almost got brought back up to my feet on my landing. Yeah. Like, it was like you, the follow through was so powerful. And then, you know, when you don't, because you're just kind of like, eh. <laughs> like, yeah, you, yeah. you hit the ground. You fall, you're hitting falling, the ground like you're falling like... rather than diving. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so now, wait. Now, are you adding a hurdle? Is that what's going on here? Yeah. So she's the, the plyometric movement's still there. That's one thing that's consistent all the way through. Now we've added that we we've taken away the footwork, so the speed. Now we've worked on that technically. So now we should we should see it. Two announced services, so they should see where it goes and then reset to. Uh, to, to a second save or a third save, I should say. Um, the uh, key part in this is you'll see some, I think, where they go double. Um, if they don't if they don't save this one, this one here, then there's an immediate recovery to the other side to save. So there's a potential that they have to perform three actions. Um, but again, big focus is just on that lateral movement to push and touch and then just be clean on the reset. So you see there, oh, no, never mind, it clip cut out. Um, if, they, if, they didn't, if they didn't save... Then they had to perform a fourth action to make sure that they got finished on a save. I have a real quick question before we move on from from this right here. This looks very taxing, and obviously, like you're saying, this is a this is a loading day, right? So you're mm -hmm. you're trying yeah. to you're trying yeah. to get a lot a lot of load on them as well too. What are the what are the prime reps that you would suggest for an activity like this? Uh, I would say no more than four, to be honest. Yeah, I would okay. do. I would do. I would do. Two, two either side and maybe do two sets of it, um, but not more than four consistently. You think they're making three saves in this action, and I would give them, I would give them downtime in between each one. Um, but I'd also talk to them as well. But I, like I said, this is match day, probably a match day minus three. In fact, I'm pretty sure it is. Um, and it's important that that we got a lot out of them. Um, and if you look at the Casey's not involved in this session as well, so there's three goalkeepers here that yeah, what's that, up, Kate? Need to, need to work. I think she's away with the national team at this I'm time. Kidding, I'm kidding. It is a heavy loading day. There's a lot of plyometric movement. There's a lot of work. Um, whereas this one, this is a match day minus two, and this is a real focus on technique. And, I'm, and I, I ask them to see, you see this first save, this little, uh, what I call a stick. It's, it, it's such an easy, easy save, and I would never ask them to save the ball like that. But mm -hmm. what you have to understand is that this is this is a prep to the save because I want head heavy, remember? I want head mm -hmm. to be loaded and then to be loaded. So now they go hands in front, head in front, and now they move. And if you look at their head, they don't come up and down. A lot of goalkeepers go up and down with their head. I want them to be 
woof, here so that they go hands in their set shape for the little stick at the, at the start and then there's limited movement and then this is just a, a little technical adjustment or they can do it from two feet standing but small technical adjustment saving from two feet uh, everything really clean and it's very simple but this is an activation on a match day minus two uh, where it's a real focus on this technique um obviously two are those are, are those just two. small little cones are those just small little cones on the ground uh it's two poles two poles okay yeah two so poles like, without without the spikes on so you like, see that that position there is just to engage the head in front of the in front of the feet and it gets the hands in front uh, rather than just saying okay we're going to dive from this position i want the head to be fully engaged in its position so that it's weighted forward because remember the cranium is the heaviest part unless it's empty like yeah, Mike, to go back to your question about the amount of reps, I think we a lot of younger coaches and coaches out there think that if they're if they're just running the goalkeeper into the ground, it means the goalkeeper's training. And it, it's not. You know, they have three possible saves in that last in the last um, drill. Um, but and you want quality, right? You don't want your goalkeeper so tired that you're training bad habits. Um, that doesn't make sense. So it's it's hard activation focused i like that it's like maybe four at the most and everything but you see coaches out there and they're just like they don't even tell i, I always tell my goalkeepers listen this is how many you have focus and so on and so forth you have coaches that will just start running and running and go 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 and you know i think you start training bad habits at that point yeah so just no, to go back to that so no that, that, that's a really good point i want to bring this up right here because there's a question from uh from jesse goldman right here uh jesse. over at over at pit uh, how many total jump slash dives are you doing on a typical quote unquote power day? And does this relate anything to what they're doing in the weight room outside of practice? Um, I couldn't give you the exact number, Jesse, to be honest. Um, it'll be quite, it'll be quite high, but obviously it's not, um, it's not a repetitive jumping action. It's a, it's a one jump land uh, and then obviously saving action. Um, so it's quite controlled uh, and it's not, super taxing um if, if i was asking them to jump over four hurdles and then go i think that would be really taxing on them um and this this would be uh after a lift day so they would do they would do a lift match day minus four is a, is is a lift quite a heavy lift and then we'll do the plyometric non-weight bearing stuff match day minus three that makes that makes sense that makes a lot of sense um okay so let's let's move on from here so Listen, so there's another progression from here, I think. Yeah, there's just there was one where I just added a little turning. I think it's um, and this is this is really control setting. I mean, I'm asking them to make one save at a time outside of a little stick or a little catch. Um, they're, they're, it, it's so focused on the the one little piece of movement, and it looks it looks really easy, and but it's but it's vital in the goalkeeper position that they that they're able to control um, not just their feet but their our entire body in this sieve. I think it moves on to, oh, there, here we go. There's, this is what you yeah. were talking about here. So this, this is a sidestep here. So, yeah. So I'm just taking their eyes, all it is just taking their eyes away from the secondary ball. So it's a turn C action. And now then there should be limited adjustments laterally because it's so tight. It's a tight save. So it's, can they, can they adjust their feet to fill it, fill it with either their hands or their, or their knee as they hit the ground? Man, I want a lot of young goalkeepers to see how small these movements are. I really do because yeah. I think so many young goalkeepers, especially on like this movement right here, when we go, when we go to this movement right here that we're talking about, is this the shift across right from here to that, 
right there. How many times do they overcompensate? And, and they just they take too big a movement. And the next thing I know, they're like, well, they're way out one, dis- one direct direction or the other direction. Ooh, here's another question here. Uh, I was going to throw this in here from Evan Gaffney. Shout out to Evan Gaffney. Please tell us where in the world you're watching the show from. Would you do the same thing with the quote unquote stick when working on higher extensions to help with the power of legs being a little lower? No. No. Okay. <laughs> no. <laughs> and Evan, <laughs> I hope we answered your question. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, it's a good question, but uh, yeah, it doesn't need too many more words. Uh, it's literally just to engage their head in a, in a lower so they. They have full momentum in their in their body shape. That's that's all. Gotcha. And is there another is there another progression from here, or is this it? Uh, I don't think so, because it's this was just a very specific. Um, well, this is quite a specific topic, and then obviously okay. it's a specific uh, day in training. So so let's let's do this then. Let's uh let's let's get off of that real quickly there, right there. And Evan, we appreciate the question. Thank you. Uh, I, I didn't didn't mean to sound derogatory on that whatsoever um but uh let's move on to some game actions here i want to i want to show some game actions here and i want everyone to kind of you know get to see how everything kind of comes together in the pictures here so the first one i kind of want to pull up right here let's see if everybody can see this right here so this is i think this is the 61st minute against kansas city current uh shout out to them moving on in the playoffs uh it's Kristen hamilton dribbles in towards the edge of 18 then she cuts it back which is a very dangerous situation. Hits it to shot a back post. Casey Murphy gets a great little prep step and then a wonderful one-legged action to make mm-hmm. the save. Let's uh, let's kind of go through that again here and let's start it from the top. And uh, whatever anybody sees here, please uh, please step in. Whoever wants to start, Nathan Susk. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so I went, the the stuff clips that I sent you from in game, I tried to give you a, a variety of of different actions where they where their footwork changes to in accordance to the saving type. Um, so this one, I think, is one of one where she's at, she has to do an, a lateral adjustment and push off of one. I think there's some in there where they push from two, and then there's a couple where there's where they have to pull their feet out to make the save. Um, obviously, the first thing is that she's a little bit out of position, hips a little bit overturned, but her adjustment here to, to fill that space is extremely good. Um, you can see it if you play it through. So it's the same, just one little small yeah. adjustment, and then a big heavy push off of one off of one foot. But if she's that if that foot's outside of a body line, she can't get that push. Um, so it's great, it's a great bit of footwork. She's a bit overturned, um, but that's case likes to overturn a little bit uh, just because she's got such long range. To be honest, um, yeah. But I think I think a lot of younger players need to see it. like she's not trying to. She's again, and this goes back to the footwork and the activation. She's not trying to make this safe from a, from a stagnant position. She's mm-hmm. not, you know, and you see a lot of young goalkeepers just try, try to fly, you know. I mean, look, Casey's what, 6'1"? Yeah. <laughs> and, I mean, and she takes that little micro step, and that's what covers this. And it gets her the, the, the power to activate and get to this ball. If she tries to take this from a stagnant position, which we see a lot of, or not, not take the proper step there, she doesn't, get, she doesn't cover it. Mm-hmm. I think a lot of young goalkeepers, Nathan, and I don't know if, if you agree with me on this, they don't recognize how much time they actually have and they panic and they just push off because they yeah. don't realize that they have the time to take that little step yeah, to get no, across. No, and it's got and it's and that's the that's why that's why their ability to go from adjustment to action is so important because it uh, sometimes the goalkeepers get caught still 
uh, adjusting and not in action. Casey does a good job, even though she's out of position. She's mm-hmm. she's in a, a, a set shape where she's in full control of her body. So whatever happens, she still has time to assess it and then perform uh, and make the save. So uh, yeah, I think it's I think it's a crucial thing that the position is not. Your position is not always the most important. Actually, being in a, a good shape uh, and being controlled is. If you look at her position here; it's terrible. It's not good at yeah. all. Um, but she has. The, she gives herself the time because she's in full control. Like she's right. in full control right now, even though she's not in a great spot. So she gives herself the time to assess and, and then adjust and save. So I think the the big thing is going goalkeepers. Uh, acceleration to deceleration from adjustment to action is so crucial. Um, I would much rather the goalkeeper be in balance than, than, than in a really good position, to be honest. Tony uh, DeChico used to always say it's better to be set and out of position <laughs> than still moving. Yeah. That's he used to always say it. I agree. So, yeah. uh, let's move on to this next action right here. Let's see here. Okay. So this is in the 61st. No, no, this is the 38th minute against OL rain. Balls played from the top of the 18 square ball. Whoops. That just uh, disappeared. Hi, Mike. <laughs> oh, sorry. Sorry about that, guys. Um, ball played again. It's early morning podcast. Uh, square ball across to Jess Fishlock, who hits a one-time shot into the near post. Casey, and I don't know if the angle is... This, Ka- this is Caitlin. This is Caitlin. Oh, this is Caitlin. Okay, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, it's and very I, far I, away. I think, it's hard to tell. Yeah, I think the... To be honest, I'd, I'd give you a bad angle of this. Um, maybe see it from behind the goal it's much better but I couldn't find it behind the goal clip for you um, she, yeah she does the same thing the ball's hit she, she's in great position good control and it's just two little lateral steps to adjust and she top hand little touch over the top of the crossbar it, it was a world class save this one because it was yeah. going, for sure going in um, but the the small little like Saski says micro steps that lead her to the save were phenomenal yeah, can we just talk to everybody in? Can we just talk to everybody in the NWSL who does the the national feeds? And if you guys could give an oh. angle of the goalkeeper on frame, <laughs> yeah. that would be wonderful. And if you could stop playing it in four eighty HD, that'd be awesome. <laughs> <laughs> my goodness. <I> know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so Yes, if you could, if you could, if you could do it in full ten eighty, that would be wonderful, wonderful as well too, because I can't tell. I think the I think I think the blue dots are, are doing are, are, are taking yeah. a shot on the white dots on the white dots right now. I think they're yeah, purple. So. Are they blue? <laughs> I, can't, I can't tell. Um, we can kind of see a little bit of what's going on right here, right? Can if we? If I yeah, just it's not the greatest. Right it's not the greatest clip. But you can just see the positioning, and you can just yeah. see mm-hmm. that she's got herself set. And if she's still moving, if she's like, she this is a just a world class save. You know, yeah. top and it's going up for 90. You know, if she's in not, if she's not set and it doesn't have her shape, she doesn't make the save, period. Mm-hmm. I will tell you who does have uh, a better angles of this Bally Sports West when Saskia we do Weber the does same this. Feed. We do use the same feed. <laughs> Thank you for the plug, Mike. But I'm like, <laughs> same feed. So that was a nice try. <laughs> I was like, but yes, but you could hear me commentating if you like. Oh, oh my, oh my gosh. Okay. Well, this is a little bit better. This is a little bit better of, of an angle here. So <laughs> this is in the ninth minute. The ball served from the edge of the circle. Defender chasing inside. I think Elise, I think it's Elise Bennett. Yeah. Who hits a shot to the near post. Uh, good position, good lateral movement to finish the action. Boom. Right yeah. across. Is that Caitlin again? No, no, that's Casey. 
Gosh. Okay. Well, all right, NWSL, you got to do a better job with the HD. <laughs> yeah, right. yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's see it. Okay. So we're right here. Great movement across. Better position this time. Right? Much better position this time, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so if we start here, where we see that position. So. Oh, yeah. Wow. Mm. Much better. I don't think you're seeing anything but Casey if you look up no. if you're the attacker. No. No. And I, I think, think that I was think a, what's, thing. I think what's important to identify here is that this is in one of the clips where she she's not actually she's not actually adjusting her feet laterally because the strikes got pace on it. So she doesn't have the time. If you notice what she does, she picks up her right foot and pushes her right foot inside. To allow her to project a little bit more, which is also something that, we're, that that's a great again different way of using the feet. It's not she's not stepping outside her body to get there because you step outside the body and sometimes you re, you reduce power if that step's too big. So this time she's lifted her foot up, taken it in just a couple of inches, and that's allowed her to dig her foot in the ground and really extend. And I mean she's at full flight there, um, and it was a, it was a great save. But that subtlety in the choice in her footwork is excellent in this moment. And actually, this the, the next one is Caitlin Rowland doing the exact same thing. If you watch this clip here again, we'll put back to that 480 HD feed. But and you know, it's also funny because I know this sounds might sound crazy to people watching, but if she takes that step outside of her body, <clears throat> that millisecond and the pace on this ball is the difference between a, a goal. So, mm -hmm. like, you know, that time it takes to take that wider step or something might be because of the pace might beat you. So I agree, her dropping that foot inside just to get the power to, to, to project. It's great. Yeah, I, I love it. Look at that. <laughs> Look at that. All right. I want to go. So let, let's go to this here. So this is this is the play you're talking about, Nathan, what the Miramontes, Sinclair mm -hmm. Miramontes. So she hits like this deep ball, but it seems like – so what happens here? Is it like a miss – Miss yeah, then I think it miss, miss, miss clearance. It goes all the way through to King, and King yeah. hits it first time, hits it really well. But if you watch Kate's feet and, and see her, she picks her left foot up and moves it inside her body to then push outside. Um, but it's, this, it's the same as what Casey off of Kate, with Caitlin doing it from the other side. Yeah, and, and I think what I, what I love about this right here is that this is such a weird play and you have to see her kind of have to jump into action and decide like whether like, do I come for this ball? This is a tough save because she's hitting it with that outside foot as opposed to that inside in as opposed to that inside foot there, in my opinion. Across. Yeah, what I like about her, 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 um, set wow, position. She's, she's nice and tight. Right. So yeah, I think, really, and that really allows, funny. yes, look how tight she is. Her set, look how tight she is there. So she's not too wide, you know, yeah. which is, a, like you said, it's allowing her to make that adjustment to come back far post. You know, you're too wide. You're going to – you can't get there or you just – you just can't get there. <laughs> you, know, you just don't have the power. But I like how tight she is right there. Boom. And then, again, I, I, I say this is such a brilliant save because that is – that should be going – that should be going in. But because yeah. of her coverage, because of her shape, and because of the way that she pushes and stays forward in front of her post, yeah, that's a big time that's save. That's a good point, too, Mike, is that her positioning. She's not too deep. Look at that. <laughs> no, I'm not making the saves, guys. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Nothing to do with me. Look at same. that. Okay, so – But same thing. This is Casey. Now, now, this is this is Casey, and now so the, the this one, and I think another one afterwards is the ability to to 
not use the feet in the save. And to be in control, to shift the feet, to get them out of the way and now increase the mm -hmm. speed in which the hands get there, um, which is you can only do it over a certain like range, mm -hmm. especially yeah. if you're adjusting and making a big adjustment like she's doing in the goal. Um, this has to be in, sort of in the bubble for you to save anything outside of that. You'll really struggle to save it if you do this. But this is another way of using uh, feet in a technical feet. action. This is Casey. Yeah. 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 Just kick your feet out of the way. Yeah, I love I, I love that, and I love the fact that you brought you brought that up because that that wasn't even a movement and action that I was thinking about. But that is so you're so yeah. right you're so right about that. And uh, again, that that head, which is the heaviest part of the body, as as you're all now letting me know, fully, fully engaged, <laughs> fully engaged, fully engaged. The human oh, head man. weighs eight pounds. All right. Yeah. Cool. And then this is uh, this is this is Caitlin doing the same thing, closer distance. Pulls the left, pulls the right foot up and out of the way to let her hand take the space here. You know, could she, could she put a, keep her foot in the ground? Yeah, she absolutely could. But this just allows her to pull it and push. So she's using her back foot in this moment. Her left foot is what's giving her the is what's giving her the little bit of power that she needs to get there. Because her right foot's in the air. You see on contact, her right foot is in the air, but she's pulled her feet out of the way to try and make this serve. Um, but again, again look, at look at her adjustment across the goal. Like for young yeah. goalkeepers out there, Big she's not yeah. she's not making a like huge step adjustment. She's making again micro movements, little steps, little steps, like a lot. Boom, little step, little step to get herself in that position. That's all it takes. You don't need, mm -hmm. you know, you don't need big movements. You just need little movements to maintain so you can get set go the opposite direction. I love that. <clears throat> that is that is awesome. And right, right back there. up. You got so many great actions here, Nathan. I don't I know. know if we have time to go through all of these here. I know. No, you don't have to go through all of them. Just wanted to give you a variety. Uh oh, man. Well, let's uh let, let let's start let's start wrapping it up because I know you got. Do you have a you have a session now? Is that what you got to do? Yeah, I got training a little bit later. Yeah. All right, I love it, man. Just no rest for the wicked. Uh, no, nope. I thought. Keep going. <laughs> I mean, so do you guys? You guys uh, aren't doing an off season, like a few few weeks off or anything like that. You guys are going right back um, into it. Yeah, well, obviously, Casey's got uh, has, has just come out of camp after the England Spain game with the US, um, and then she has another camp. I think it's November fourth that she goes. So uh, she just we just want to keep her turning over. It's not it's not about necessarily teaching right right now. It's just about uh, maintaining. Um, right. So we're just getting her out and working. Um, we'll do probably four sessions this week and uh, again next week, and just lead her into the November fourth camp to make sure that she's. She's really fresh when she gets there. Um, obviously, no games and and no team training, but it's uh, it just allows her to to, like I said, maintain a certain level of uh, goalkeeping quality. I love it. I, I've I've a, I've a last question for you, Nathan. If you if you have the mm -hmm. time here, <clears throat> yeah. One of the things that I've noticed, and I don't know, Suski, if you you notice this as well too, and, and add on to it, but. I think a lot of times when it comes to the activation, especially when we're talking about the single leg activation on one side for a lot of young goalkeepers, I think it's more mental than it is physical. They, they don't believe that they can make that action on that, on their quote unquote weak side. Mm -hmm. So, so they try to compensate by going with their strong leg and trying to do some sort of weird movement. Is that, is that something you agree with? I mean, if you're asking me, I just don't think it's trained. <laughs> like, I mean, okay. I don't think you're giving no offense to younger goalkeepers out there, I think, but you're overanalyzing that. I think that it comes okay. down to we see the repetitiveness and 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 what like even the, 
the sessions that Nathan showed us, you know, that those that has to be trained. It has to be trained. And and if coaches aren't doing that, then they are just going to go back to what they know. They're going to go back to their, you know, what what's their strong side, what's their strong foot and everything like that. But it's something that it's technical. It has to be trained. Yeah. I mean, that's what we talked mm-hmm. about. Footwork is technical. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, I think there's, I think there's, um, obviously it's not, it's not, it's not something that you have to do all the time or do every day, but I do think it's important to work on certain things, especially if you've got goalkeepers that are struggling in those areas, um, just to give them uh, a, a sort of a base to to be able to perform an action. I think I think it's important, but it's not something that has to be done all the time. You don't have to start a session; it has to be technical straight away. You can absolutely go into an unannounced live session straight away, and but if if there's a period of uh, within the week or, or you know, uh, a part of a training session where you can work on something that's a little bit more focused. And, and uh, I think it, then I, that's your teaching moment and you can really go in and um, reiterate certain things and work on technical actions. But obviously it has to be somewhat repetitive and a little bit boring at times and a little bit easy. But like you look at the, the second one there, the second set of videos that I showed you, it looks just boring. It's like, oh, that's not fun goalkeeping. Well, no, it's not fun goalkeeping, but it's an important learning moment for, for me to try and get across it within the session. And it's a very small period, part of the session, very small part of the session. Um, yeah. So I think there's a, a time and a place you can coach it. Anything, to be honest, but certainly technical moments, yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, awesome, Nathan. Thanks for taking all the time, man. I know you got sessions, and I know you got haunted houses to do, and everything like. <laughs> okay, like, see, I said hi. Yeah. Please, I will do. Um, shout out to you with all the videos. I think you've also had some put some stuff on the union, and feel free to keep putting more stuff out there, yes. and engaging. And if everybody wants to keep doing that, guys, check out the free union soccer community on all platforms. That's the link, Kamara. I think you were asking in the in the comment section. You know how we can help you if you can get on the platform right there we can engage dm us at goalkeeper podcast we're happy to help you any way we can start engaging start sharing your sessions start commenting on other people's content i think nathan has a has a handle on there as well too um mm-hmm. what what's your hand is it it's, it's n nathan gk or i think it might be nathan thackeray one but i'm not I'm nathan thackeray not, one yeah i'm not sure off the top of my head well, guys, uh, obviously, guys, so check that out right there. If you have a guest suggestion or a topic suggestion, contact at insidethe18media.com or at Goalkeeper Podcast on the union uh, and reach out to us directly. You can reach out to Suskia Weber at Suskia Weber on the union. Uh, there's a DM feature on there. I think a lot of people are not uh, understanding the fact that it's just like Instagram uh, or Twitter or anything. You can DM us right there and we're really trying to get everyone to share over there so i appreciate you all sending dms to me personally on my personal uh stuff which is mainly comedy so it gets very confusing um but uh but start sharing it on the union because that's where i'm going to be directing uh all of you uh right there uh all right i think uh anything else anybody else wants to add or i think uh, i'm gonna have breakfast i don't know (laughs) i mean you gotta stop that it's 11 o'clock mike it's 11 okay it's 11 o'clock okay well i need to i need to change my schedule that is for sure hey house of the dragon was last night i had to watch it when Whatever. i, when Every, I, when I know, came home people are going on their lunch break at work 
So <laughs> look, I had a very important coed seven right, side game that I had to play last night. <laughs> <laughs> that I had to get, I had to get showered afterwards, and then watch all the right. show, and then Let wake up. All right, all right, <laughs> that's all the time on Inside the Eighteen, and Thanks, we are Chris. out later, guys. Bye. Yeah.